Good to see you guys. Happy Sunday to you. Um, if I haven't met you, my name is Mitchell, and I'm the lead pastor here at Antioch, and uh, saw a few new faces here this morning. Thank you guys so much for coming. If you are a guest, we'd love to connect with you right after the service in this little area right here. We call it our next steps area. So stop by, bring your little uh, connect card. If you found that, fill it out. We've got another gift for you, and just want to simply shake your hand. Thank you for coming, and then tell you how you get more connected here at Antioch. So we'd love to meet you after the service. Uh, today, um, I am glad to be back. So some of y'all know this, some of you don't, but um, there's about 28 of us that just got back uh, late on Friday night from a, a mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico. And um, it's just nice to be back. We had an incredible time. And this morning, pretty much, we're just I'm just going to be unpacking that trip. And you're going to get to hear from several of the folks that were on the trip, like almost everybody. Uh, and they're just going to give a little one-minute kind of takeaway or recap or something God did in them. Or there were some really cool testimonies uh, that came out of this trip. And when we do mission trips as a church, um, we want to be so thankful for those that got to go. And in, in a sense, thankful for those that got to stay. It's like God's with you wherever you are. But when we have a group experience like we did this past week, we want to like we want to share it with the church. We want it to be a church wide win, a church wide experience, because there's things that God did. And those uh, 28 of us that went that I think he wants to continue to spread amongst the rest of us, the rest of 150 of us. And, uh, and so I'm excited for them to, to share their highlights and their takeaways. And then I believe it's going to be like a feels like an impartation like wow did I go on that trip too <laughs> maybe I did I feel really envisioned for living on mission or just sharing my faith or just serving people in need so I'm excited for that but let me um let me start with a little bit kind of the backdrop this morning and then um, you'll get to hear those testimonies so we uh did the last uh, I don't know how many weeks we've done it but I think this is week seven a little series called biblical everybody say biblical and uh, last week uh, was different, but I think you guys had extended time reading uh, Psalm 119 together. Yeah, how many of you guys, raise your hand if you were here last Sunday, raise your hand real quick. Great. So we had been doing this series, Biblical, we did, uh, just pretty much what we mean is when we think about different topics or things that matter to, in our life, we want to make sure we have a biblical framework for it, a biblical understanding, and not just our own idea or the latest um, social media posts idea, the latest celebrities idea. We want to be a people grounded in the word of God that love his word and we actually think biblically about different topics. And so we did a couple topics on finances, a couple topics on biblical unity. Uh, we did a marriage panel, so biblical marriage. And then um, we read through Psalm 119 last week. And so anyways, my hope is that throughout this series, you are re-envisioned, re-inspired again to be a man or woman of the word of God, and that you are willing to submit your life to his word. So how's that going? You guys want to be a man or woman of the word of God? You want to have a biblical viewpoint of the world? <laughs> awesome. That is a forever commitment, by the way. We did a series. Great. I don't need to read the Bible anymore. Nope. Eh, missed it. Okay. We want to be a people grounded in the word of God continually storing up God's word in our heart, letting his word renew our mind. And every day, even if you just can get a couple verses in, um, it's so imp so impactful and so necessary to be a people of the word of God. And just so you know, we are living in a generation where we have access in our phones to millions of other opinions that disagree with the Bible. And so you need to make sure you understand what the truth is so that you can easier be, it could be more easily discernible when you're hearing something that's not true. 
all right? And we need, there's a growing need for discernment in this generation. There's a lot of voices out there and a lot of voices that sound pretty good and that make you feel pretty good, but if it's not the truth of God's word, it's going to lead us astray. And we want to be a people that stay faithful to the narrow road. Amen? You want to stay on the narrow road? All right. It's narrow. <laughs> awesome. Glad I'm in the right room. Okay, so um, this morning, uh, as we wrap up this series, pretty much, I, I, um, I didn't really prepare a message, <laughs> pretty much. I just want to hear, I wanted you guys to hear a bunch of testimonies. It's really what I want. But here is how I'm framing it based on what we've just been doing. I want to pretty much talk about, you know, biblical living. Everybody say biblical living. And there's so many ways I could uh, explain that. But biblical living is actually what Maggie just said a second ago. It's our third kind of core value as a church. Biblical living is living on mission. Everybody say living on mission. The biblical way to live is not just let me memorize this and know more facts. This is a life to be lived and what you will see on the people of God and the way that Jesus lived is he lived on mission. He was focused on something. He was accomplishing something. And there's a lot of different ways you could say what he was doing, but he was not doing, living, and preaching. Hey, everybody, just live for yourself. Hey, everybody, just chase your own dreams. Hey, everybody, just follow your heart, right? He was saying, hey, this world lasts this long compared to eternity. So don't live for it. <laughs> live for my kingdom. Be a part of something so much bigger than yourself. And he, it was invitational. It was not, he wasn't condemning people. Of course, there's rebuke along the way. We all need rebuke along the way to get just realigned. But he's inviting us to something so much bigger. Because if we are living for the world or living for the next thing that makes us happy and comfortable, we will be very disappointed at the end. We'll be disappointed because those things cannot satisfy your soul. The things that are blessings, we can enjoy them, but when we live for the things of God's kingdom, when we live for eternity, then we have purpose that lasts beyond just the temporary uh, highs that come and go. And this mission is about, hey, we're listening to the Father. We are um, doing what he's doing, saying what he's saying. We're committed to him, but even more specific and more practical, this living on mission is, hey, we are a part of helping others come to know Jesus. We are a part of seeing God's kingdom in the earth continue to spread. Uh, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our families, uh, in uh, different cities and nations all over Northwest Arkansas. That's what we mean by living on mission. We want to see God's glory come. How many of you guys, I mean, you, you want to see God's glory come, but you still want to be blessed. Yes? Anybody still want to be blessed? Yes. You can still be blessed, but live a radical life on mission with Jesus. So you don't, it's not like one or the other, but we just need to make sure the first thing's first, that we are committed to him and his purposes in the earth. All right, so our three core values here at Antioch is, is loving Jesus, loving each other, and then living on mission. And so I'm going to unpack that last one, living on mission. Let me give you a couple, just a quick uh, fly-through of Scripture, and then you're going to get to hear these testimonies of people that were living on mission, okay? So did you know that all four of the Gospels, towards the very end, after Jesus resurrected, he gave some instructions to his disciples? You guys know that? And any idea what those instructions were about? Somebody said, go. <laughs> and I would say, amen. Okay, he taught the things of the kingdom of God. He loved people so perfectly. He did signs, wonders, and miracles. The very last thing he told his followers was, now 
go and do as I did. Now go bring the kingdom of God to the earth. Go and share my name, share the gospel. Go invite other people into what you just experienced with me for three and a half years. And that invitation is to all of us. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. And if our life has nothing to do with that mission, yet we're still trying to follow Jesus, there will be this continual tension and frustration of why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Our life needs to mesh and be clearly on mission with him and in, in, in line with and submitted to being a part of what's commonly called as the Great Commission. So let's look at a couple of those passages. Let me just go to pretty much to the last chapter of each of the Gospels. One of them is the chapter before, but don't worry. Uh, so Matt, first one is Matthew 28. All these will be on the screen. But this is, again, just showing you these, the, Jesus was really um, focused on communicating this to his disciples before he left. But Matthew 28, 18 through 20, be on the screen. It says this. Jesus came and said to them, all authority, how much authority? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. He gave this commonly again called the Great Commission. Go out into the world, make disciples, teach them what I teach them to obey the things that I taught. And look at that amazing promise at the end. He is always with us. He does not send us out on our own strength or our own ability, but he is with us always. Amen. Isn't that great news? All right. Next uh, gospel, Mark 16, verse 15 and 16. It says, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. I love that this expands it a little bit where it's not just a good idea, but they're on the other end of us communicating the gospel to people and inviting people into salvation, faith in Jesus, there is real reward and there's real consequence. If you, if you die without putting your faith and trust in Jesus, then what you're doing is taking a pretty massive risk, and you're saying that I feel okay standing before God and figuring out how I'm going to pay for my sin. <laughs> and that is, um, and the Bible is clear that we can't. And so there's a, just an added element of, hey, we're going out to proclaim the gospel, but it's also the reality there, there are, all of us are in such need of being saved and to be delivered from the wrath or the condemnation that we deserve. So this puts a little bit of extra fire and motivation in my heart of, hey, I want to be a part of helping people be rescued. Let's keep going in Luke 24. So you guys uh, can flip there if you want. It'll also be on the screen. But here's another version of this invitation, this call from Jesus. Luke 24, starting in verse, I think, 45. says this, Then he, Jesus, opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Verse 49, And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Anybody know what he's referencing in verse 49? You can just tell me. Shout it out. Great. The promise of the Father, he's referring to the promise of the Holy Spirit. 
And so he gave him this commission, go and preach repentance and forgiveness in my name. But he told these disciples, hey, wait in Jerusalem until you are, what my translation says, clothed with power from on high. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more at the end of this uh, message, but wanted you guys to, to see that. And then last but not least, the shortest one, look at John. I think it's chapter 20, verse 21. says, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Everybody say peace. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And he talks about receiving the power of the Holy Spirit again. I love this. Peace be with you. So there is this, hey, the reality is there's no pressure. It's not a burden. It's not like this anxious thing we need to carry. There is a peace to it. <laughs> but you also need to realize, he says, even as, as the Father has sent me, I'm so I'm sending you. Do you realize what kind of life Jesus lived? And do you, do you realize where his life ended up? Peace. You'll be crucified just like Jesus. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> You're going to lay your life down for people. Peace. It's not about you. I just, I just think that there is a funny correlation, but I think let me bring it back to what I was saying at the beginning. When we realize this life is not it and that we are living for eternity, then, then there is a peace in deciding at some point in our life that I am not living for myself and I'm not living for just this world. I'm going to live for something greater and I'll experience all the joy and happiness and comfort that, you know, we all want and need and desire. Um, I'll experience that one day for sure. When I'm standing before the Lord, I'll be filled with so much joy. It'd be amazing. Peace. I'm sending you out as the father sent me. All right, there's one more we'll look at in Acts chapter one. So I want you to turn there, Acts chapter one, but I'm not going to put it up on the screen just yet. Here's what I want to do is, um, in just a second, if you went on that uh, Tijuana trip um, with me, then in just a second, you'll just make a little line up here on the stage, or right below the stage. And uh, what I want you guys to hear is um, folks that embraced, at least in this specific way, folks that embraced living on mission this past week. Now, again, there's so many different ways you can live on mission. It starts here and now. Um, but when you go on a trip like we did last week, it, it does something special in your heart that opens you up to living this way every day. You know, sometimes it's almost harder to adapt a new way of living into your current circumstances. But when you get pulled out of that and you go on a trip like this, you're like, wow, I cannot live the same. <laughs> wow, I can't worship the same. I can't think the same. I can't, you know. And um, I just wanted people to, these folks that, that, that went, to be able to share that with you guys. And hopefully it'll be encouraging and stirring and challenging, all the above, um, to help us stay on mission together. All right, sound good? Okay, so if you went on that trip, go ahead and come on up here and just, again, make that little line right here. Give it up for these folks as they walk up here to the front. Come on down. Make a little line here. Come on, keep going, keep going. You got it. Right in there. Let's, let's try to even the line. There we go. Oh, look Look at all these people. Hey, como están? Bien? Muy bien? What a great job. We, we practiced Spanish, guys. This is awesome. Got back to Dallas on, from our flight. I was still speaking in Spanish. It was awesome. All right. How are we doing? Let's scoot over this way. There we go. There we go. Come on. Come on. I like symmetry, you know. Uh, keep scooting. Keep scooting. There we go. There we go. Almost there. Oh, yep. Yep. Two more steps. Okay. All right. One more the other way. Just kidding. All right. 
Okay, guys, so I asked them pretty much just to share, you know, one highlight or takeaway or something God did in them or one reason why they're glad they went. So they're all going to preach for like 20 minutes. And just kidding. You guys got one, this one minute. All right. Seriously. <laughs> one minute. All right. Brooke, you want to start over here? No? <laughs> here, Kay, Kay will start. You go second. Switch. Switch. Hey. Uh, I'm Cade. Um, yeah, so I think of um, really like two main things um, from this trip. Um, the first is just um, just the increase in boldness. I think probably we all feel this. Um, but something that's cool um, for me is that um, I so I took Spanish in middle school, um, which was a long time ago, and then I took Spanish one Spanish class last year and got a 60. And but somehow the Lord just increased my boldness um, and my Spanish knowledge and like just like had a blast like practicing my Spanish and like practicing sharing the gospel and praying for people um, and having people laugh with me as I tried. Um, but the other thing which is really cool is just the Lord um, on this trip prompted me um, as I think in the past there's been like as questions and, and like little doubts have come up. Um, I've just kind of tried to like brute force through them and just been like, no, 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 like I'm fine. Like I know what I believe. Um, but just like felt prompted from the Lord to like wrestle through it with him um, just because like God isn't like nervous of the outcome if I like press into like my questions like with him. Um, yeah. And so just like have really like uh, just pressed in uh, with the Lord and felt um, that he has not like drawn back, but he like pressed in with me. My name is Brooke. Um, f for it's just really good to get out of the United States. Uh, yeah, it's just a good idea and biblical. So um, <laughs> I think one thing for me, it was really, really powerful um, just to worship with, there were several other groups there and also just like, um, like believers from the church that we were at in Tijuana. Um, are b did we say where we went? We said where we went, right? Okay, I don't know. Anyway, sometimes it's confusing. Anyway, we went to Tijuana, Mexico, and so a lot of the people at the church are also bilingual and speak Spanish, and so a lot of the worship settings where we were singing in Spanish and English and other languages, who knows, but it was just like a lot. It was just cool because it was like, wow, this is like closer to heaven than where I was previously you know what I'm saying and so worship settings were very very powerful for me that's awesome what's up I'm Chad I have a testimony that I haven't even shared with the team yet because it kind of happened at the very end and so this will be news for them but I so uh the f first day when we crossed the border we got into vans and we uh, got to meet with uh like our driver and uh, I and the Pauls were in the front, and so he, like, was sharing that he, like, hurt his leg in an accident, like, riding a, a bike or a motorcycle. And so, and he, he was like, oh, yeah, I probably have, like, two more months before it is, like, fully healed and, like, feel good about it. And so we prayed, and so then, it, and then later in the week, at the very end, I was just like, oh, yeah, Carlos, how's your leg, by the way? And he was like, oh, it's good, like, it feels so much better, and, like, can walk on it, not using the crutch, and so that was just so, so cool, and the takeaway from that testimony is that, like, we were in an, 
positions to pray and believing in power that God would like actually answer and show up and move it. And so, um, and now to coming back, like I, we have that same power and the same God who's like, if you're praying for sleep at night, like he, he, you know, he wants to move and he wants to work. And so we have that power to pray. So that's awesome. Hey guys, I'm Katie. Um, so I kind of want to share two things. Um, one is more of like a personal testimony. Um, so during like team times each day, there would just be a time of worship. And during one of these times, Coleman and Avery um, went and prayed over me. Coleman had like a word and a picture for me. And then the next day, Hannah, she's a girl from like one of the Seattle teams, didn't know her at all. She also had a picture for me that had a very similar message. I was like, God, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? Um, and the Lord is just saying, like, Katie, there's so much more of me that I want to give you. Like, there's so much more joy, more peace, more of, like, my power that's right here just ready for you. And I just started, like, crying. And, like, I cried a lot on this trip, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was just, like, weeping but being filled with joy of the Lord. Um, so that's just, like, a personal testimony. And then the last day that we were there, uh, we went to um, – well, it's called the Sela House of Worship and Prayer, and it's right in the middle of the red light district. And there were groups of us that went out to, like, minister to these women, and then a big group of us stayed behind to just, like, worship and pray and intercede as they were doing this. And that was just, just like, a different level of worship that happens when you're worshiping, like, right in the middle of all this darkness around. And it was just so powerful and strengthening. And when, like... Um, the groups came back to share, you know, how it went talking to these women, and they felt strengthened knowing that there is, like, we are standing and praying and worshiping, like, for them. Um, so it was just really powerful. Hey, guys. I'm Allie. Um, and I think what I want to share is just, like, looking back on the trip, I feel like, we have so many testimonies and so many things happened. But, like, going into it, I felt not prepared at all. And I was not prepared. I don't know Spanish. I was like, how do I even evangelize? How do I just walk up to a random person and tell them about Jesus? And, but, like, looking back and, like, each day I have, like, stories and stories of, like, how the Lord moved. And, like, God knows no language barriers. He can speak to anybody he wants to and he can use anybody he wants to. Um, and so that's just, like, been encouraging me, like, even now that we're back of, like, hey, I might not know this person. This might be totally random speaking to them, but, like, if the Lord wants to speak to them, he will, and he, if he wants to use me, he will. But Hi, I'm Olivia, um, and the Lord <laughs> did a lot on this trip, um, just kind of like throughout the whole thing, um, but it kind of started on our first day. Um, we were just kind of doing like um, a scavenger hunt to get to know the area, and um, me, Sarah Paul, and Katie um, interacted with um, a, a pastor who runs um, a church on the border. Um, so it's like border wall church. And <laughs> we start talking to him, and um, one thing is is that I am going to school to work with migrants and refugees um, and, like, asylum seekers and all of that. And so as I, like, start talking to him, I'm like, whoa, like, the Lord is moving, like, in these people. And um, 
basically the Lord just um, throughout like the week because we got to go to an orphanage um, of just kids who have like been separated from their families and then we got to go to a refugee shelter of people who are like fleeing violence and have been separated from their families and I just feel like the Lord was like in, in all this, I don't speak Spanish, and I, my phone wasn't working, so I couldn't use Google Translate at all. And so I just, like, it was so cool because I got to hear the testimonies of other people on our team about, like, even though, like, I have this heart, the Lord is using other people to make his heart, like, be reached in other nations, and that, like, his heart of, like, justice um, and righteousness and, like, that he just is a God of compassion and love, like, is happening in other areas of the world and it was just really encouraging because I just feel like I got to see that like it was very humbling because the Lord doesn't need to use me and like it is such a blessing that he has given me a heart for those people but that like of just being like I I'm doing (laughs) I'm doing the work like not you and so yeah that's just really encouraging um I'm Mariel and uh, for me, I want to share two things. Um, one, I didn't realize this towards the end of the trip. Olivia reminded me that I had been praying and asking this. But um, I think before going into the trip, I was just kind of honestly bored with my life here. Like, I don't know. Like, I really want to see God move here. But I don't know. There's just like a different level, I guess, maybe of like brokenness of just seeing the reality of it whenever you go somewhere else um, versus here, uh, in America, and so whenever I went there, I was extremely uncomfortable, like, it took me probably four days to feel like, okay, I feel a little bit settled, and so I, like, shared that at the very, like, on the last day, and Lydia's like, bro, that's literally an answered prayer, like, you literally asked, and he, ans- and he answered, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right, and so I was just <laughs> thankful, um, that that happened, because I needed it, and then also, I think, kind of, like, people have shared, like, I just feel really encouraged, honestly, and, like, I think all aspects in my walk with God, whether it's like hearing God and the things that he's gifted me with and just like, yeah, increased boldness to share the word of just like, yeah, watching him answer prayers of words that we like, words that we've gotten for people that we maybe meet or um, even like the Seattle team, man, like, oh my gosh, they saw people delivered. They, um, I think people, they've got apparently baptized in the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I know he's not here to share, but, um, um, and then... Yeah, there were tons of healings on their team, and so just, like, feeling really encouraged that God can do that here, so, yeah. Um, My name's Arden, and um, a week ago, we were at um, the church in Tijuana, and I was just so encouraged, like, one, worshiping, and it was bilingual worship, and and then they get up, and we're sharing testimonies similar to what we're doing right now um, of a trip that three women in their community took to um, Turkey, and they would just get up there and talking about how they were, like, living on a mission there, and just each shared testimonies, and one of them was just sharing how she, like, spoke from Ephesians 4 of just, like, the unity of the church there in Turkey, Um, and then was, like, I want to bring that back here to Tijuana, and just, like, that's, like, what we've been talking about here. That's what we were fasting for earlier this month, like, and we've just been talking about biblical unity, and so I just felt so encouraged, and really, like, every scripture that they read um, that connected to their testimonies were things that we've been talking about and believing for, and even just, like, a small thing we've 
um, been having college EMP, and so we've been like praying for Turkey. We've been praying for unity in the church across America and across the world. And so one um, Emma's not here, but she reminded me. She's like, Arden, do you remember like that one Monday morning when we were praying for that, and then just like getting to hear, literally going to Mexico and like hearing a testimony of that was just so encouraging. Thank you. Yes, I did buy the hat while we were there. Um, thank you. Um, I was pumped just to leave America because I grew up going on mission trips, and I hadn't left in like five years, so that was awesome. Um, but it was so cool to have everyone there together. It was like, by the end of the trip, we were like one big family, and me and Leif were like, bro, we don't want to go. Like, we want to stay here. This is what we're supposed to do. And... Um, the Holy Spirit was just moving while we were there, and it was so cool just to see how when we come together and worship and prayer and praising him, and he can just move. He's just faithful like that, and it was so encouraging just to, like, look around and just see people praying for each other and people just crying out to the Lord, and I was just like, man, this is, like, this is so good, and then um, coming back yesterday, I, like, pulled in the parking garage, and I was like, huh. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it just felt weird, like being back. Like it was just so like, back in the comfy place. And I was like, I don't want that. Like I want to like, I told Leif, I was like, if I go home and I haven't like prayed for someone at least twice, like in the next week, I you need to like kick my butt because like I'm not going. Like I'm like I'm on fire and I don't want to stop right now. So like I want to keep it rolling right now. So thank you, Lord. The food. Um, <laughs> the food was quite good. Um, uh, but right when we got there on the scavenger hunt, um, I've been on a couple of mission trips all in America, and this was my first time just seeing such an amount of brokenness that really affected me and broke me. And I felt powerless, and I didn't know what to do, and I kind of panicked, and then I cried my eyes out. Um, and then... Uh, just towards the end of it, when we were at the Salem House of Prayer, just the amount of, I don't know how to describe it, outside of just the power that prayer and worship has and the change that it can create, like even in a hopeless situation, God can still move. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's a million things we could talk about. Um, one of the things that I felt called to tell you about is that we took our children to Mexico. Yes. Um, and there was so much favor in that. Um, God really showed, like, there is no barrier to when you can live on mission. Um, so thank goodness for uh, the people that are up here for watching our three children. There's only two of us. There's three of them. Uh, we didn't lose any kids uh, while we were there. Um, the food was amazing. Sometimes my kids didn't enjoy it. So there was a place called El Bananas that had chicken nuggets and french fries. It was amazing because uh, we frequented that a few times. We got pizza at the 7-Eleven. Um, <laughs> like, there were just so many things along the way that, that God showed us. Like, hey, there is no, like, age limit or age that your kids need to reach for you to go, uh, go places. So it was pretty awesome. Okay, I'm going to tell six stories in one minute. Go. 
Um, I just want to honor the Holy Spirit that's in Mexico. He's there and he's also in the people. And so I really do have six quick stories. So um, these are all believers that are there. So we can continue to pray. Thanks for praying while we were there. Um, Estrella is a woman who lives on the orphanage. She's a single older lady and she mends the clothes of the orphans. And I made friends with her because I had Theo. So we pulled a couple weeds and then we went and hung out with Estrella. And she is memorizing Psalm 119. And um, so I got to practice with her in Spanish. And when I asked her why, she said, it's the longest book. And I was like, okay. So she's learning that. And so I just want to honor her. Um, William. I don't know how to say his name in Spanish, but the one that Olivia was talking about, the man that's that one. He said, just call me William. I said, okay. And so <laughs> he is, um, he's leading that border church. Like he, every single Sunday he's ministering reconciliation. And so um, Yvonne and Serena, they are leading the church in Tijuana and with like humility and they're such servants. And uh, Bede is our interpreter, one of our interpreters. She is about to go. Like, they're, they're sending people from Tijuana all around the world. And she's going to Moldova really soon. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, I think her name's Umi. But the people that went out and prayed, Sarah Johnson on my team, the older lady that is about this tall, she is the boss lady is what I'm calling her from now on because she um, was like the leader of our team that went out and prayed in the red light district for women. Um, the red light district prostitution is legal in this area of Tijuana. And so that's their job. They go out, these ladies do. And so a couple of us got to go out and pray for them. And this lady named Umi or Uma, I'm not sure. She was our leader. And I'm, I'm so thankful because she would go, she would pray. We saw two salvations, like two people um, accepted the Lord that night, two women. And it was because of her. She would just pray with them and ask Jesus into their heart. And then she would say, come to church. Our church is right over there. Here's a free coffee. Here's a little bag of good things. And then she'd say, vamos. And then we would go to the next. <laughs> we would just like follow her to the next girl. So anyway, these people are like doing the church there. The Holy Spirit's in them. There's so much brokenness, but there's a whole lot of light in Tijuana and in Mexico. Hola. Hola. Me amo Jose. <laughs> that means hi. Uh, my name is Joe. <laughs> if you didn't know. Uh, I have two, two testimonies. One is a more general one for, for the group. I think you guys can agree. But uh, just the, the worship and the, the times, the team times, were just so powerful. Uh, the thing that I remember about them specifically was that we would we would come into that setting and it wasn't like we had to like get in the right posture or like get out our journal or the scriptures and like get ready it was like we stepped in and it was like a wave that hit us and uh it was like even if you were distracted by something else like you couldn't help but be impacted by the the presence of god in that place and so that was something big that i noticed like every single day um, and it was awesome uh, and then the second thing is uh, Leif is not here, but Coleman is here, and then Mara's with the kids. But the three of them at separate times prayed for me, uh, my chest, because <coughs> I don't know if, uh, I think some of you know, but I was in a car accident like two weeks ago, I think. It was like a week before we left, 
and I had, it wasn't too bad, but I had some residual chest pain and, and like a lot of pain in my like clavicle area. It was like from the seatbelt and the airbag. And uh, it was pretty consistent. Um, and then they prayed over me and I was like, cool. And uh, Coleman is a man of faith. Cause I was like, oh yeah, it feels a little bit better. And he was like, all right, let's play again. <laughs> and then the next time I was like, oh yeah, it feels a little bit better. And he was like, all right, let's pray again. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then Leif prayed after that too. But uh, I woke up this morning and I was like, wait a second. I haven't felt pain. <laughs> so <laughs> praise God. Um, hi guys, I'm Sarah. Um, I didn't really think about what I was going to say until I was already up here. So um, one of the things that's just fresh on my mind that um, happened on our plane ride back from San Diego is I was sitting next to this girl, and any time that I get on an airplane, I'm like, I have to try to start a conversation with someone. But she fell asleep like as soon as we were there. And the guy on the other side of me, he had his headphones on watching a show, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll take a nap and then hope that one of them, I can talk to them. Um, and then literally as we're like beginning our descent, I get to strike up a conversation with the girl next to me and she is, uh, she is like about to miss her flight is what she's worried about. And I was like, oh, where are you headed? She's like, oh, I'm going back home. Where are you from? I'm from Thailand. And I was like, no way. And get to talking to her and she is, I, I asked her, uh, oh, I said, uh, what is the main religion in Thailand? And she was like, oh, Buddhism, I'm Buddhist. Are you Christian? You're from America. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus. And started talking to her and she's like, oh, that's really cool. My sister recently moved to Hong Kong and she met a bunch of Christians and now she's a Christian. And I was like, what? Is <laughs> I was like, wow, no way, tell me more. And uh, she tells me a little bit more and she's like, yeah, ever since then I've just been really curious about Christianity and so I've been studying it and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and I'm like, we're, we're done with our mission trip, but this is happening. And, um, like, and so, um, I'm like, no way, tell me more, what do you know about it? And she um, tells me a little bit more, and she mentioned something about the cross, and I'm like, oh, cool, do you know the significance of the cross? And she was like, no, and I was like, well, can I tell you? So I shared the gospel with her, and she was like, listening so intently, and then I was like, is there any way I can pray for you? And I don't even remember what she asked for prayer for, but I was <laughs> just like, God, would you continue to reveal yourself to her? Um, would you bless her? Would you speak to her through her sister? Would she be saved? And she didn't get saved right then and there, but I was just like, the Lord is moving everywhere. And uh, so it was just really powerful. All right, uh, my name is Nathan. Uh, this was actually my first mission trip, and I was so nervous going in. A um, couple takeaways that I want to say is that, like, coming back to the States and being just here, it's crazy to think like the mission is like happening now wherever you go and just from the car ride uh, from picking up the the dudes and going to Dallas like the mission was happening there and then as I get back home like the mission is still happening so whether you don't have to go to Mexico to, to be in the, in the in the fields you know to 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 share the good news to share the gospel so I just want to say that um, secondly act on the Holy Spirit like if there's something like internally 
like act on it. And I think that's God's way of communicating to you. And like, that's something that, you know, something bigger is going to happen. Again, I was very hesitant and reserved in going to Tijuana. But as I got there, I was like, okay, God, like I, I know that you're here because you've led me here and you're putting me in this uncomfortable position. You're putting me in these moments where I have to rely on you. And so those moments where you have to let go and, and give up control and relinquish that, like do that, take that. And that was my takeaway. And then lastly, um, Man, prayer really works, and I say that because there are so many encounters with people when you start talking to them, and you and you hear their stories. And my heart wanted to hurt, uh, my heart wanted to help them. Like I had so much for compassion for all these people, and, and a lot of people here have been able to hear my testimony. And so, to to be where I am now, like I'm very grateful, and I can say that like prayer really works. And the only thing that I could offer everyone that I met was was praying for them and. You can do that here in the States. You know, you can talk to someone, and if you feel God um, pressing on you, and like, hey, go talk to this person, because there was plenty of people. I was like, I don't think I should talk to this person, but like, I was like, you know what, God, I'm just going to do it. You know, if they need and want prayer, I'm going to do it, and when I um, translated through Google Translate, it's like, can I pray for you? The relief on their face was like, yes, please, I'll take it. Whatever it is, whatever hope I can get, I'll take it, and so for us up here, and just for all y'all here, like, you can offer hope to so many people, and it's just, I get chills just thinking about it, because there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of hurt and pain out there, and people just need to know that God still loves them, no matter where they are and where they're coming from. Um, So, I went to Tijuana last year, and it forever changed my life, and then I went again this year, and it forever changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, every like every day we had testimonies of miracles, salvations, healings. Um, there were tons of Spring Break missionaries there. We had the Seattle team there. There was like Bethel showed up, and there were times where we just all worshipped together in the hotel we were all in. Um, with the sweetest times uh, with God, just worshiping Him, praying for people being with all our brothers and sisters around the states and around the world with our um, our, our Mexican church. Um, but yeah, uh, short-term missions are for everybody. Um, you don't have an excuse. You have busy families with kids, um, have adults, you have teenagers, you have busy college kids that surely have tests right after spring break. So yeah, I would highly recommend going on a mission trip if you can. Um, yeah, and I just also wanted to add to that a little bit that um, if you prayed for us, if you gave money when we had the Missions Giving Sunday, you have inheritance in what we just did as well. So, yeah, um, thank you for all of you that gave and all of you that prayed because, like we said, the prayer is so, um, so helpful. Um, I also wanted to share this verse in um, John 13, kind of what we were talking about. When Jesus said, um, so now I'm giving you a new commandment, love one another. Just as I loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And um, one of the prayers that we had when we were going was that as a team, we would love each other, but also that we would love the church in Tijuana. And um, at the end, we got a testimony from them when they said to us that we were one of the teams or 
the team that they had seen the most love for them. They felt the most loved by us and served by us. So um, we got to be the hands of feeding Jesus in Tijuana. Woo! So encouraging. Why don't you guys just stay up here for a second, but you can spread out a little bit. What I want to do um, is just respond together. Uh, worship team, you can come on up here, wherever you went, and plug in your stuff as fast as you can. <laughs> pronto, pronto, por favor. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam, can you, can you take that? Okay. So pretty much to close out, hopefully you're encouraged. Can we give it up for these guys one more time? Thank you guys for going. Um, I mean, just so many different elements and pieces of their Lord. <laughs> uh, so many elements and pieces of their stories and our experience this week that hopefully you were encouraged by and different things, but worship, prayer, the presence of God, miracles, signs, wonders, living on mission, serving people. You know, it's just this kind of stuff changes you. Um, but again, what I said before they got up and shared is I would love for this to not just change them, but change all of us, impact all of us in some way. And so what we're going to do to close is uh, these folks will stay up here and you guys just make yourself available to pray for folks. But if you are hearing one of their stories or testimonies or even just the general theme of, man, I want to be one that lives on mission. I want to be one that is at least willing uh, to get out of my comfort zone and to live on mission with the Lord. Then we want to just pray. We want to pray. And I just believe as they just put a simple hand, a hand on their shoulder, simple prayer, that there's going to be some sort of impartation in us that we are going to embrace even in a greater way, maybe some of you have been on mischiefs before or, or share the gospel all the time. Some of us, that's not true, and that's fine, but I'm just believing the Lord wants to impart in us a grace to joyfully, peacefully live on mission and make this something that is normal for our life. Not something that's just a, a crazy high and crazy experience, but it's like actually normal that the people of God take seriously the Great Commission everywhere that we go. But we need, there's hurdles in the way. There's fear. There's discomfort. There's like, I don't know what to do and I don't know what to say, which like all of them said that. But the Lord is so faithful. This is not us doing things. It's like the Lord working through us doing his thing. And we just want to pray over anyone that just needs just a fresh touch of the Lord and just boldness and sharing our faith and living on mission together. Does that sound good? All right, so let's stand on up. The team's going to lead us in a song. And then just, I mean, I would just say great, like, be generous and coming forward and get prayer. I'd love for everybody to receive some prayer this morning just for a boldness to share our faith and live on mission. All right? Take it away, worship team. You can lead us. Come forward if you guys want some prayer. Then I'll come up in a couple minutes to close it out.